What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. You know, tonight, if you turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 28, we're going to look at another amazing portion in the Bible here in the history of Jacob in Genesis chapter 28. It's, uh, it's oftentimes called Jacob's ladder. It's not Jacob's ladder. It's God's ladder that, that, that was for Jacob. But it's an amazing portion here. And again, with all the times when we get together to study the Bible, I want you to pretend that you've never read this before and, and just be struck again with the wonder of it all, just like the hymn said, while we tell the wondrous story, while we read this wondrous story about what happened to Jacob, let's pretend like we're little kids, we never heard this before, and we're just full of wow. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the wondrous story of the Savior's cross and shame. Thank you tonight for the wondrous account here of the ladder that you set up for Jacob. Help us to be like little children. Help us to come to this passage like we never have before. Help us to, to, to really say and mean as you would have us. Wow. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis chapter 28, verse 10. Genesis 28, 10. And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Herod, and he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, the ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, to the east, to the north, to the south, 
And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee and will keep thee in all the places where thou goest and will bring thee again into this land and I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Okay, so as we mentioned here, this is a history, this is a history, as we said here, that's called Jacob's Ladder. It's not like Jacob's Ladder, it's God's Ladder. But really the setting here, when it starts off and it says, and Jacob went out from Beersheba, went toward Haran. So here he is in Beersheba in Israel, Canaan, Israel, and he's heading out toward Syria, toward Haran, to the place where Abraham came from, where Isaac's wife came from. And this, it's the setting that we're not reading about right now, but it's very important for the background. This was a very, very traumatic departure from home. I mean, just think about what Isaac must have been thinking as Jacob left home when it says, and Jacob went out in verse 10. What was Isaac thinking in verse 10 as he saw his boy Jacob leave home? Isaac must have been thinking, Isaac, Jacob's father, he must have been thinking, my father Abraham was not born with God. He's not, wasn't, he wasn't born as God being the God of Abraham. God had to become the God of Abraham. Isaac was thinking, I was not born with God. In other words, I was not born with God being the God of Isaac. I had to become the man whose God was Isaac. And, and Abraham could not make God my God, Isaac was saying, Abraham could not make God the God of Isaac. God had to become the God of Isaac. And so it is with my son. So it is with my son, Jacob. Jacob was not born with God. Jacob was not born being the God of Jacob. God was not the God of Jacob at that time. And I cannot, as much as I want to, I can't make God the God of Jacob, I can't do it. God will have to become the God of Jacob. And the same is true for our kids. The same is true for our kids as well. God is not automatically the God of our kids. We cannot make God the God of our kids. God has to become the God of our kids. So as Isaac watches Jacob leave in verse 10, we can imagine Isaac's feelings as he thinks to himself, well, there goes my son Jacob, and if I could, I would make God the God of my son Jacob, but I would, but I can't. I can't do it. There goes my son Jacob. There are gonna be times when I felt like, when in the future, in the past, when I felt like taking Jacob and shaking him, shaking into him the words of Proverbs 14.2, Jacob, this is the way which, there's a way, Jacob, that seems right to you, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I'm telling you that, listen to me. And so Isaac is, is sitting there saying, there was my son Jacob, and there, there are times when I just wish I could have shaken Jacob and shaken into him, Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. I wish I could have shaken Jacob and said, Jacob, why can't you just trust in the Lord with all your heart? And stop leaning to your own understanding. Why can't you just, just, just in all your ways acknowledge him and trust him? And why can't you stop being wise in your own eyes and just fear the Lord, depart from evil? 
And Isaac, Isaac wanted to do it, but he couldn't because Isaac could not make God the God of Jacob. Isaac could not make that happen. He wanted to. And all Isaac could do in verse 10, it was just to give Jacob to God and pray for Jacob that Jacob would become a man of God, that God would become the God of Jacob. And when Isaac watched verse 10 happen, when it says, Jacob went out from Beersheba from his home, we see ourselves oftentimes in the same boat as our kids leave home. And we say with Jacob, I want God to be the God of my kids, but I can't make that happen. And all I can do is just pray that God becomes the God of my kids. And we've seen how, how, how Jacob now, in verse 10, he leaves home. In verse 11, it says, Jacob lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. Isaac's out of the picture. All he's done is just, he's got a lot of care, he's got a lot of concern, he's got a lot of prayer, but he is out of the picture now, and Jacob is on his own, and he comes to this place, in a certain place, and it was in this place where Jacob found God. And he found God, and it says here that it's very interesting, because we look at this in this passage here, and we say, oh yeah, Jacob came to that place, and he made the rocks his pillows and laid down, and he found God. But what's so interesting is the comment that the scripture makes about what happened there. We say he found God, but that's not what the scripture says. And if you turn to, keep your place here in Genesis, you turn to Hosea 12.4. Hosea 12.4 gives us the commentary from God's perspective of who found who. And it says in Hosea 12, 4, it says this. Yea, speaking of Jacob, yea, he had power over the angel and prevailed. He wept and made supplication unto him. By the way, this is Genesis 32. This is not this passage here. And he found him in Bethel. That's this passage here. And he spake with us. What an amazing statement there in Hosea 12, 4. God found Jacob in Bethel. It's so interesting. God found him. Jacob may have thought like us that he found God, but in Hosea, he said, no, 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 God found Jacob. Now, there's certain implications about that. When it says in, in Hosea 12:4 that God found Jacob in Bethel, what does that mean? That means God was looking for Jacob. God was looking for Jacob, you know, and when it says so, and then in other words, when, when Jacob left home, in verse 10, Jacob went out from Beersheba, then it's just like God was tracking him, just like God tracked Adam and Eve, just like he tracked Adam and Eve in Genesis 3.8. In Genesis 3.8, when it says that Adam and Eve, they heard the voice of, of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from amongst the trees, amongst the trees of the garden. And then it says in verse nine, chapter three, verse nine, Genesis three, verse nine, Genesis three, nine, it says, and God called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? Where art thou? 
He says in verse 9, Genesis 3, 9, where are you, Adam? And how do you think he said that? What do you think God sounded like in the, in the Garden of Eden there when he was calling out to Adam? Do you think it was something like, Adam, where are you? Or do you think it was like, what, 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 what happened to Adam? Adam, where are you, Adam? I lost Adam again. He's always getting lost. You think it was like that? You think it was like anger? You think it was like curiosity? Where is he? You think it was almost with an endurance? Adam, where are you? You think it was like that? Or do you think that it might have been something like, Adam, where are you? With a longing in his voice, with a loud calling out, with his hands cupped, where are you, Adam? And it's, it's not amazing that after Adam sins and offends God, that Adam goes and hides away from God. You can understand that. But what's amazing is that God takes the position after Adam has sinned, after Adam has offended God, God takes the position of, I must find Adam. I must go after Adam. And so what we're seeing here in this chapter 28, here with Jacob, 28, 11, Genesis 28, 11, we're seeing the same mode that God's in. I must find Jacob. I must find him. And that tells us why in Hosea 12, 14, God, it says, when God found Jacob in Bethel. That's because the mission of Jehovah Jesus has been, is, will be, as he put it in Luke 19.10, Luke 19.10, the Son of Man is come to seek to, and to save that which is lost, that which was lost. And so Jehovah Jesus came to seek and to save Jacob who was lost, and he found him in Bethel. And so when we look at a history like this with, uh, with Jacob, then we ask the question, what's that got to do with me? What does this history about Jacob and Bethel have to do with me? Very simple. Is it just a historical account about Jacob that has no application? No, not at all. Not at all. Because it's the last words of Hosea 12.4, Hosea 12.4, that bring the application to us. Because it says in Hosea 12.4, he found him in Bethel, and there he spake with us. He spoke with us. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute, don't you mean he spoke with him in Bethel? No, he spoke with us. He found Adam, God found Adam in the Garden of Eden, doesn't say this, but there he spoke with us. When he said, Adam, where art thou? God was speaking with us. When he found Jacob in Bethel, he spoke with us. He spoke with us. And what was the message that he's speaking to us? I have found you. I have been looking for you. I am seeking you. I am seeking you that is lost. I want to save you that is lost. I'm after you. I'm on your trail. 
And that's the whole meaning here that we get into as we look at this passage here in Genesis 28. It's all about God seeking the lost to save them, and we were lost, and we, we were saved. And so Jacob, he doesn't know this. He thinks he's just on, he's on, he's only on the, on the horizontal. He's looking horizontally back at, at home, and he says, I got a brother. He's there sharpening his knife. He wants to cut my throat. That's Esau. A great family life. Anyway, he sees that. And so on the horizontal, he says, I need to get out of, I need to get out of Dodge quick. And he's running for his life. And he's run his strength out. He's on a dusty, dry road in the middle of the desert. He doesn't even hardly have anything that uh, closed it on his back when he left. And he's come to this place. And there's one point that is made for us in this scripture, and that is that he takes stones and he makes them a pillow. I mean, uh, really. That's what God wants to portray to us. The desperate condition. You're pretty low when you have to make stones a pillow. And that's what happens. And so he falls into a deep sleep, And in this deep sleep, he dreams a dream. In verse 12, he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. He dreams a dream, and what a dream he dreamt that night. It was a fabulous dream. Wow, he's he's got got stones for a pillow, you know, People can sleep on the most comfortable bed with with most comfortable pillow tops of, and and with with four thousand thirty three threads or whatever the most luxurious house and protected house and they can be miserable without God and 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 never had a wonderful dream like this like Jacob had but here Jacob is he's sleeping totally exposed. In the desert, he's got stones for pillows, and what a contrast he is with people in the most luxurious house. And what happens? What happens? It says here, at night is really described in Numbers 24.4. Numbers 24.4, he hath said, which heard the words of God, which saw the vision of the Almighty, falling into a trance, but having his eyes open. Jacob fell into a trance, but his eyes were opened. And what happened is Jacob was made to see sights that were about heaven. Jacob was made to hear words from the voice of God. This is exactly what it says in Deuteronomy 4.36. Deuteronomy 4.36, it says, Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice that he might instruct thee. And so here's Jacob. Now, what we see in this dream is so astounding. And there's one word that God uses here to just express the astoundingness of it. And it's in verse 12 and 13. And in our Bible, it just says in verse 12, behold, a ladder, hine, a ladder. And in verse 13, behold, the Lord stood above it. He nay, the Lord stood above it. So the dream is so uh, surprising. 
It's so amazing that it's characterized by this word behold or hine. Hine there. So it reminds me of my little granddaughter. I got a granddaughter named Kate. Kate. She's a little kid. And I remember when Kate was little, she was like four years old, she had a very limited vocabulary. A very, very limited vocabulary. I mean, she had some words that we didn't understand, and it was always a question whether we were going to learn her language or she was going to learn our language. But one of the words that she really had down and used all the time was the word, wow. <laughs> you showed her some, look, Kate, my new shoes. She would say, wow. You, know? <laughs> you show, I, I remember showing her, look, Kate, the swimming pool, Wow. She would say, and that's really the word kind of like in verses 12 and 13, it's wow. Verse 12, wow, a ladder, a ladder. How amazing is that? And behold the ladder, and then uh, the Lord standing above above it. Wow, God standing there. Now, a ladder is interesting because uh, if you don't have a ladder, then, you know, you want to get to some place, and it's some place high, and, you know, like a, like a loft up there and above the garage, like, like I have, you know, and if you don't have a ladder, you, all you can do is just sit down there and look and say, I wish I could get up there, but I can't because I don't have a ladder. So instead, I'm just going to sit down here as looking long, looking long that I could get up there. So you need a ladder because a ladder gives you access. That's the key with a ladder. It gives you access. And so when it talks about here as the ladder, you know, from Jacob to heaven, it was like an access. And it's interesting because there's three verses in the New Testament that use the word access, like a ladder, and it says in Romans 5.2, Romans 5.2, speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ, it says that by whom, by the Lord Jesus Christ, Romans 5.2, by whom we have access, by faith, into his throne, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So that's one uh, place where the word access is used, like a ladder. And it's, a, and it's an access through Jesus Christ, through the Lord Jesus Christ, we have access to the throne of God. This is an amazing thing. You know, I know of President Donald Trump. I don't know President Donald Trump, but I know where he lives in the White House. And I can go to the White House, but I don't have access to him. I can't just walk up there and say, I know who Donald Trump is, let me in. That's not going to work. So it's the same way with God. People know who God is. People know who Jesus Christ is. But it's only by him that we have access to the throne of God, to God. Now, It also speaks about that in Ephesians 2.18. Ephesians 2.18, which says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Again, we have access to God. Ephesians 3.12. Ephesians 3.12. By whom we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of him. 
the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't just give us access like, you know, like a, like a, a secret card, you know, well, try to get in there. But no, we have access, and then we have a boldness, and we have a confidence. Uh, I, I can come in because I'm in the Lord Jesus Christ, so it's access. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California. Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org.